Thank you to the sponsor for this video, Keen. Visit trykeen.com slash Nadia to get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99 with one of their trusted advisors. I too had a chance to try Keen when I was approached to have them as a sponsor. I loved my reading and I only recommend services I trust. Visit trykeen.com slash Nadia to get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of February 13, 2022. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now. And I got to tell you, it is an active week as well. In some ways, we are wrapping up some loose ends given that key planets are in shadow. But really, all planets are moving forward now and have been for the last couple of weeks. And so as all planets move forward, this becomes a powerful time of planets gaining momentum. And planets will remain forward, all the major planets anyways, right until we get to the end of April. And so more and more of us are going to be feeling a greater sense of momentum. And in many ways, the wrapping up, but also that sense of momentum really kicking in, well, that starts now. It is going to be right out of the gate as we begin the week that Mercury is going to change signs. Now, I want you to think back. It was the 2nd of January while Mercury was in shadow, but also the 25th of January, while Mercury was retrograde, that Mercury stepped into or out of, was at the very beginning of the sign of Aquarius. Well, now as we begin the week, Mercury is doing the same, stepping back into the sign of Aquarius as part of the beginning of wrapping up loose ends. Now that wrapping up of the larger Mercury retrograde season, well, we've got a little bit more time to go with that. And yet this is one of the key moments. This third and final time, as Mercury moves over zero degrees of Aquarius, a very important point in the sky that I spoke of at length last week. Well, it is now that Mercury will deliver some understanding, some clarity that likely is related to something that would have taken place in our lives back January 2nd and also January 25th, give or take a day on either side, depending on where you are on the planet. Now, for many people, this is related to ideas and their practicality. You know, I was speaking earlier today, uh, recorded an interview that will be published this coming week with Zamboni Funk. He's one of my very favorite people in astrology, I have to say. He's just so brilliant and so down to earth and so loving. He's just got this great combination uh, for somebody who I think is going to continue to make strides in astrology. Well, anyway, Zamboni was talking about and connecting the Mercury retrogrades of 2022, a topic that he'll be talking about at Synchronicity University this March 2022. He was connecting it to the great conjunctions. So the great conjunctions are the meeting of Jupiter and Saturn. I spoke about these meetings last week as well. And they have been taking place for the most part in Earth signs, but in 1980 and also at the end of 2020, started taking place in air signs and now will be in air signs for well over a century to come. And he was connecting this phenomenon with the Mercury retrogrades of this year. He was talking about how this 
way in which we have mercury retrograde seasons taking place mostly in air signs but also dipping into earth is part of this transition into a more complete information age and so at least for the collective i do think we'll be talking a lot more about how technology is either impacting us how it's reaching us how technology can continue to be integrated in a positive way but more than that how technology can actually continue to help more and more people move towards greater prosperity so that more people on the planet than ever before can live more prosperously than ever before as is the case now but for that trend to continue to grow it is going to be the mercury retrogrades of this year that help set the stage for this trend to continue and so it is with this week in one way or another all of us are considering new ideas and new understandings of how to reach each other and what kinds of connections are meaningful to us but also how these connections can fuel healthy self-respect how they can fuel tangible gains, how they can help us to manifest the things that we envision for ourselves. Well, it is now as Mercury crosses that threshold between Capricorn into Aquarius, while direct, that each of us may find new understandings in this regard. But also consider what this Mercury retrograde season has been meant to teach you and uniquely for you. Those themes are likely to show up as this is one of the key peak moments of this larger season. Now Mercury will officially cross that threshold back into the sign of Aquarius on Monday for most of us out there in the Americas and Europe and on Tuesday in the rest of the world. Now very quickly and shortly after, it is going to be on Tuesday that we are going to have Venus meeting Mars in the sky. Now this conjunction is important for a couple of reasons and again last week i mean i was just so bursting with inspiration i just couldn't wait a couple of more weeks to talk about that zero degree of aquarius that i think is so important so i'm going to invite you to review that again but in the context of this week what's interesting here is that venus right now is traveling slowly and will meet Mars in the sky in the sign of Capricorn. Venus is still in shadow. She's going to leave shadow at the very beginning of March. And I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. But this key meeting of Venus and Mars is interesting because as Venus is traveling slowly, normally she travels faster than Mars. So she'll be the one to catch up with Mars and then move forward. But this time, it's Mars catching up with her and moving forward as she slowly gains traction. As they meet in the sign of Capricorn, this is a chance to look at what we've come to understand in matters of heart, but also matters of passion, matters of desire, matters of what our heart wants and where we feel an impetus, we feel led towards, where it comes to our desires for love. But it's not just romantic love. It can also be self-love. It can also be related to our understanding of prosperity. Whatever this Venus retrograde season has been meaning to teach you, well, those lessons are going to feel very amped up, very visceral, very much on the surface at a time like this. And it was way back in the middle of November that Venus went into shadow.
It was in the middle of December that Venus went retrograde. It was at the end of January that Venus went direct. So now she's retracing her steps. But as part of retracing her steps, meeting Mars, this is going to accelerate an awareness of what the larger lessons related to love, prosperity, money, self-love, what is it meant to be for us? And uniquely for us at that. Now, where is it that love is infused with respect? Where is it that love comes with an understanding of stability? These have been important lessons for all of us in one way or another. That's part of having Venus retrograde season in the sign of Capricorn. So yes, Venus is traveling slowly in the sky now, but she is going to continue to slowly gain tractions. At least for now, well, it does represent an important moment where it may feel like a lot of learning comes together for us, where it may feel like our desires for love or even empowerment on a level of our prosperity. Even our desire for respect may feel very much on the surface, so much so that we may have some very strong reactions or be willing to take very bold action to move us in the direction that we desire to go. Now, interestingly, on the same day, on Wednesday, we are going to have a full moon taking place, and this may very well be the star of the show. It is a full moon in Leo after all, but really full moons get a lot of glamour, a lot of glitz, a lot of glory. Well, this particular full moon is rather interesting. On the one hand, it is speaking with Pluto in a type of conversation that astrologers call a quincunx. Now, a quincunx is a more modern um, aspect, a more modern type of conversation. What I mean by that is uh, the foundational text to Western astrology is largely considered to be a book called Tetrabiblos by Ptolemy. And this book is about, well, it's actually four books, which is why it's called Tetrabiblos, four books, um, is about 2,000 years old, just under 2,000 years old. And in this book, and in those very early uh, traditional astrological documents, we don't see this type of celestial conversation documented. It's more widely used in modern astrology. Well, it is a type of conversation that speaks to two energies needing to get along unexpectedly and perhaps very quickly as well. Now, the sense of connection between two energies can come on by surprise, but we also find very quick ways to integrate and to understand, and in that way can find resolution very quickly as well. Now think of Pluto. Pluto is an energy that is intense. At the very least, it is an energy of great intensity, of transformation, and of change. Now the energy of Leo is one of knowing one's self-worth, knowing what it is, or perhaps feeling connected to something within that says you are worthy of shining, you are worthy of being seen. The energy of Leo is often an energy that denotes a spotlight. Now, whether that's a spotlight on a particular type of person, uh, whether that is like a celebrity, for example, or uh, whether that is a spotlight on ourselves, our own desires. The higher understanding of Leo invites us to embrace healthy ego, a healthy sense of self-worth. However, of course, we know that 
ego carried away um, can make a person perhaps not very uh, humble. And there's a reason why humility is considered a virtue. It's because it makes us more peaceful, makes us more happy. When someone is overly self-centered, well, there's not a lot of peace in that space. Every sign has a spectrum of manifestation. Every sign has a higher quality that we can all integrate for our betterment. And where it comes to valuing ourselves, where it comes to seeing value in whom it is that we are, and wanting to have connections with other people where they recognize that we bring value as well. Well, that's part of the healthy ways in which Leo energy can come forward. Well, having a Leo full moon speaking in a quincunx to Pluto can sometimes suggest a challenge, can sometimes suggest a very intense or perhaps very emotion-filled moment that comes on rather quickly that invites us to take ownership of our worthiness that may invite us to perhaps clearly state or let it be known that we value ourselves that might invite us to stand up for ourselves in some way it can also be an opportunity to shine to be seen and to overcome our own resistance to it to have to look at where it is perhaps our own wounds have kept us from the full embrace of our light. And now we're ready to shine that much brighter. Pluto can also represent focus and power, and we may be invited to connect with our hearts more deeply, connect with an inner sense of worthiness, and to focus ourselves rooted in healthy self-value, rooted in healthy self-confidence, rooted in healthy self-love towards what it is that we desire to change now. And in this way, when we harness focus, truly we can be unstoppable. But there's another implication to what is playing out now. And I look at the fact that, you know, I was speaking about this with somebody, my friend Terry Mytofer. I posted her interview uh, very recently and we were talking about how all things that happen, celestially speaking, right? All the aspects that take place, one after the other after the other, um, they happen in perfect formation. They happen in tandem for a reason. That nothing is a mistake where it comes to how it is that these celestial energies play out. That even what seems isolated or off in one direction, it may seem like Planets over here are speaking one way and planets over here are doing something else. But the fact that they're happening in the order that they are, there is a perfection there and there's a reason for it. And ultimately, in a higher sense, the reason is always about moving us towards greater love and greater wisdom. Well, what is going to be playing out here is that this full moon with precision is going to square the nodes. And so... When we look at planets, planets speak to what we want, why we want it, how we go about getting it. But it is the nodes that speak to the spiritual urge, which sometimes we resonate with consciously, sometimes not so much. Very often, the spiritual urge is an intuition. And so when we have the nodes, for example, in a birth chart, it has to do with what you promised yourself you would do before you incarnated, what you desire to do with this lifetime. It is the nodes when they are transiting, as they are now, uh, that speak to a collective soul urge. 
Now, it's very interesting. I recently had a conversation with my friend, astrologer Clarissa Dolphin. I mentioned her at the end of the video last week as well. And she was talking about her understanding of the nodes is that the south node has to do with your tribal connections, uh, your families, you know, the, the ancestors, the connections you share with others. And the north node is you. It's who you become in this lifetime or who you're invited to move towards the full embodiment of. And I thought that was so interesting because to me, the South Node has always represented like sort of the identity you came into this life with. And I thought about how so much of whom it is that we know ourselves to be, especially in our very early life, is based on our connections with others. It's based on the families we're born into, the culture we're born into. It's based on our understanding of our roots, how that defines our very early identity, how that shapes us in the very beginning. And ultimately, the North Node is about moving towards what it is the soul desire to do with this lifetime, which very often is a solitary journey. It's an individual actualization. Well, considering that this full moon is squaring the nodes, I think that is very powerful. On a personal level, I think that this is going to represent some intuition a lot of us are having about our own journeys and what has to change if we're going to align with it. Things could look very well on the surface, right? Full moons tend to illuminate. They tend to help us to acknowledge the truth, maybe a truth that's been there all along. But it is full moons that help bring things to a culmination and can serve as a turning point. Sometimes things can look all right and dandy on the surface, can seem like a beautiful thing. And yet, on a soul level, we may know that a certain path is not right for us. Where there is that contradiction now, well, it is going to be this full moon along with that transformative energy of Pluto that's going to invite us to make a shift. It's going to invite us to make a change. It's going to invite us to do the work and perhaps reach a difficult decision that transformation sometimes requires. Sometimes change is something we have to earn. I was also thinking about the fact, and, and I'm paraphrasing Carl Jung here, but uh, Carl Jung stated that, you know, we as human beings, we get accustomed to the way we are. We get comfortable with the way we are. And change isn't something that we readily embrace. In fact, it's something that um, many of us will move towards kicking and screaming. We don't want things to necessarily change. And yet, even if we don't want it, I would say, on a soul level, we know when things have to change. On a soul level, we know when we're letting things drag out, when really transformation is called for. Change, at times, can be hard. And very often, the changes that are hard that we earn are the most rewarding changes because they inform whom it is we know ourselves to be. It is in those times of change, and especially the changes that we earn, that we come to define ourselves in more empowering terms, and ultimately more loving terms, in terms rooted in self-respect. Now, consider this. If you were a person who valued yourself, 
And my hope is that all of us value ourselves. But also, I've heard a lot. I'm thinking about, for example, the conversations I have with my students um, at Synchronicity University when I'm teaching classes. And so many students have said that self-worth, self-love, knowing you are worthy, like this is a big lesson in this lifetime. And so knowing that you are worthy, that may be something that, you know, you are one of the many people um, who is in the pathway of embracing that more fully. But let's say, if you knew, without a doubt, that you were worthy, if you knew that you were worthy of having people, places, things, situations in your life that value you, what would you change right now? That may be the guiding question, but also the answer we find that may fuel what changes for us now. The energy of Leo asks us to get in touch with that inner sense of worthiness, to walk through the world as a king, as a queen, to know and have a sense of your own value, to root yourself so deeply in heart and to live from that space. Well, that is also a soul journey as well. And where it is that we're not living in alignment with that part of our soul journey, well, this full moon may make us aware of that and show us the pathway to change. Even if it's hard, if we embrace it, the rewards will be there. Now on Thursday, we have an important moment as part of the Jupiter in Pisces transit. We are fully now in chapter two of Jupiter moving through Pisces. Uh, this is the second of three chapters or three phases of this larger transit. The first one took place last year in the middle of last year. Now here we are as Jupiter zips through the sign of Pisces and will step out of the sign of Pisces in the middle of May. Well, this is where Jupiter is making its most important alignments, one after the other after the other. This Thursday, it is going to be Jupiter aligning with Uranus in harmony. I got to say, I love this energy for us. Uh, this energy is one of breakthrough, of empowerment, of healing as well. Now, I have been sharing with you guys that I think Jupiter in Pisces represents a lifting of and feeling as if we're moving forward from uh, the pandemic. And I think that may end up being the most important implication of Jupiter moving through the sign of Pisces. Well, I do think Jupiter speaking in harmony with Uranus this way, a type of conversation that astrologers call a sextile, uh, this can bring with it very quick changes and a real sense of freedom for a lot of people out there. Now, whether this is more restrictions being lifted very quickly, um, a feeling that on an economic level, especially feeling like the economy is opening up in some way, or at least the sense of things changing and the desire to change being rooted in um, economic development, well, that may be a part of it. And that's because Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, in the sign that has to do with the economy. And having Uranus sextile Jupiter is quite interesting to me. Now, it is um, this type of conversation that astrologers call a sextile. It is considered an easy aspect, so it is harmonious. Um, but it's the type of aspect that represents steps being taken. It represents empowerment. It represents 
sort of feeling like a way is being pointed to and you're willing to do what needs to be done to maximize the potential. And in that way, it isn't just that good things just happen, they just show up for us, but rather we feel a sense of control. And so we're able to maximize the opportunities that much more. So I do think very likely there is going to be a sense of some positive news, some leaps forward, more places opening up, um, especially guided by wanting to improve the economy in some way. And so things like mask mandates may start improving. I know that places are already saying that there are no longer going to be a proof of vaccination required. Uh, and so we may start to see more and more developments along those lines as well. I had a, a longtime friend and fan send me an email and say, are you sure that this is going to last? Do you think that we may uh, go back in some way? Look, all of that of course, is always possible. But at least with Jupiter and Pisces, I do think we are moving forward. Remember, it was all the Aquarian energy, this need to pay attention to other people, this need to consider our place within the collective, that was part of what brought that sense of needing to restrict our contact with each other. Um, we still have Pluto and Aquarius to look forward to, right? And so, and we still have Saturn moving through Aquarius, which can restrict our contacts with others and our social contacts with others. And yet, Jupiter in Pisces is profoundly healing, inviting us to go forward, inviting us to understand what putting the past behind us, allowing ourselves to be cleansed, what could that look like? Well, right now, with an aspect like this, we get to glimpse a future that feels more liberated, that feels like it's finally moving forward. And also, I got to say, Jupiter sextile Uranus, that energy can be joyous, it can be fun, it can be lucky, it can feel downright fortunate. And I think a lot of us are going to be feeling that sense of connection to a sense of being fortunate now. And finally, on Friday, the sun will leave the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius season ends. Now, I happen to love Aquarius season. I am an Aquarian after all. <laughs> but uh, yes, the sun is going to move into the sign of Pisces. Now, what this means is, I just spoke about the energy of Pisces, right? I spoke about how Jupiter is in Pisces, and this is just going to amp up Piscean energy that much more, an awareness of healing, an awareness of intuition, an awareness of our sense of connection to each other. Aquarian energy is very much about understanding the individual self, so your individual self, in context of the collective. The energy of Pisces says, I am everyone. It is an energy of communion. It is an energy that says the individual does not exist all is one. I am you and you are me. Um, and I may have referred to this last week as well, but look, we're about to heighten our awareness of Piscean energy at this time. Now, what this also means is keep your eye out because it means that more and more energy is starting to build in the sign of Pisces. And we're going to have some tremendously important peak moments of the larger Jupiter transit coming up in the weeks and months ahead. And I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. But at least for now, if you find yourself feeling kind of a little bit more psychic, embrace it. Um, now, I would say if you are a student of astrology, think about your own chart, right? Uh, your chart has houses, has 12 houses, right? Here's a mini astrology lesson for you. 
12 houses in an astrology chart, regardless of how you calculate those houses. And there are different ways to calculate houses. There's a key I present in my first book, Astrology Realized, where I say, the planets are a part of the soul. The sign that a planet is in is how that part of your soul expresses itself. It's like the clothing that part of your soul wears. But the house that a planet is in, well, a house is an area of life. And that's where that planet is able to come forward that much more easily in that area of life. So remember, planets, the planets you see in your chart, that's a core part of you. The house is an area of life. That's an easy way to understand and make the distinction there. Now, when you look at your chart, again, regardless of how you calculate your houses, and there are all kinds of ways to do that, um, you will find a sign on the cusp of your house. I'll try to put up a chart here so you can see a celebrity chart of somebody. I shared recently a couple of celebrity charts. That was a lot of fun, but I'll put somebody up here. And so you'll see that there's a sign on the cusp of a given house. And I want you to look at your chart and look at where you find the energy of Pisces. Either you'll find the energy of Pisces on the cusp of a house or intercepted in the middle of a house. But that sign is going to be there somewhere. In this way, all the signs are a part of you. All the signs are a part of each and every one of us. Well, in the context of this week, wherever Pisces is in your chart, whatever house Pisces is connected to, well, that is going to be an area of life that you bring an energy of intuition, a belief in magic, an energy of inspiration, an energy of hope. But you're also more likely to go with the flow, to kind of listen for messages, to trust a higher plan. And where it is that you try to be very willful in that area of life, well, you are that much more likely to be reminded to go with the flow. Some of the best stuff related to that area of life has a way of just showing up for you. So I'm going to use a tried and true example here. Why not demonstrate to you? Look at this. We have Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I recently saw a, a little sort of commentary on Marilyn Monroe and uh, it fascinated me. So I decided to look up her chart. So here we have the chart of Marilyn Monroe and her eighth house. If you see here, she's got Pisces on the cusp of the eighth house. And um, what that means is that she is going to approach eighth house matters with an energy that is going with the flow, that is um, more open, but can also be very vulnerable, can be susceptible. Now, the eighth house has to do with a few different things. It has to do with surgery. It has to do with uh, profound and meaningful transformation. It has to do with the psychological journey as well, psychoanalytic processes. Um, it has to do with what we call other people's money. So it also has to do with big financial agreements you may make as well. So some things I learned about uh, Marilyn Monroe recently. So one, as we know, was that she used medication, she was involved in therapeutic journeys, psychoanalytic journeys. Now, the video that I saw that explored her life, and it is not an astrology video, but I'll try to link to it below because I thought it was uh, very well done, 
uh, very fair, a channel that I really like to watch when I'm not watching astrology stuff, which I really don't watch many other astrologers, to be honest, uh, because I try not to plagiarize other people. <laughs> so that's why I try not to watch other astrologers. If I do, I quote them. It's very uh, important to me to cite people accurately. Um, but it's a channel called Be Kind, Rewind, which sort of looks back at important moments in Hollywood and looks at them differently. And so I'll try to link to that video below. Um, but she was talking about, uh, the commentator was talking about how um, with Marilyn Monroe, it actually ended up being a very negative force in her life to be connected to psychiatrists and how um, uh, they ended up over-medicating her and, and so on and so on. And so we can see here this sense of maybe a lack of clarity. It can be one sort of the shadow side, the downside of Piscean energy. But the upside can be creativity and inspiration and, and almost like uh, glamour leading to great wealth in a person. And she was actually the first person in Hollywood, certainly the, certainly the first actress in Hollywood, who um, was able to reach these very big uh, deals where she got more rights for actors than ever before in the history of Hollywood. And she was able to do that. She was able to leverage her star power towards meaningful wealth and control, or as much as control as she was able to garner. And so we can see here how she approached all of these eighth house matters with Piscean energy. So I'm going to invite you, use this as inspiration. Think astrologically, look at your own chart and consider where Pisces falls in your own chart and how you might bring Piscean energy of faith, of inspiration, but also of glamour and how that shows up in that area of life for you. What I love about this week for us, well, look, there's a lot here. I'm going to say the full moon, even though we've got a lot of big moments here. I think that Mercury and shadow moving back into the energy of Aquarius is important for us individually and collectively. Certainly, this is where it's going to feel like there's a burst of clarity where a lot of the lessons of this Mercury retrograde season and what it's meant to be uniquely for you is going to feel like it comes together. But also, of course, we have Venus meeting Mars. This is going to accelerate our awareness of, of the Venus retrograde learning that we've been engaged in. Now, keep in mind, it is going to be once we step into March that Venus and Mars are going to meet again at zero degrees of Aquarius. I spoke about this last week. Massive moment as part of the year of 2022. I will link to that video below as well. But at least for now, this is more about starting to really wrap up loose ends, bring things to the surface, bring lessons to awareness, and help us to tap into a conviction to move forward in a positive way. But of course, the full moon, the full moon, so glitzy, so glamorous. I do think as a collective, we may be paying special attention to celebrities at this time. Our perception of particular celebrities may transform in some way. It may feel like some truth is revealed uh, that has us feeling like, did we really know this person or not? Um, and so it can feel very consequential in that regard where important cultural figures may come into focus now. But personally, of course, this is about owning and understanding self-worth, claiming a healthy sense of self-respect, but also a healthy ego as well, to know that you are worthy of more, whatever more may represent for you. 
or at least worthy of change, positive change that your spirit is ready for, even if it's hard. The type of changes that we earn, well, they shape us. And where they shape us towards cultivating a healthy sense of awareness of our own power and of our own strength, well, they might also help us to cultivate a healthy sense of humility as well, which is part and parcel of a journey towards greater love and greater wisdom as well. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs ups, who hits the notification bell. It all means so much. Thank you. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com, where with Choose Your Membership Rate for as low as just $3 a month, you get expanded, exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign for just $3 a month. Now, higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. Synchronicity University presents some incredible learning and classes coming up, many of which are choose your tuition rate just for another two weeks until the end of February. Boy, do I have a lot to tell you about here. My own classes as part of the winter 2022 session are in full effect. Now, some classes have to be rescheduled and I appreciate my students so very much for their patience, for their love. Uh, it is this weekend, like as I'm recording this, that we are having a part two class on Black Moon Lilith Power and Sex, looking at Lilith and aspect in your chart two planets and points in your chart and some asteroids as well so i'm not sure when i'm going to post this just yet if i post it afterwards you can get it as a download if i post it uh beforehand well you can join us live either way you are very welcome to join us and this coming week two classes that had to be rescheduled are going to be presented on tuesday and wednesday respectively i am going to be teaching classes on the midheaven and the ascendant we are going deeper with the midheaven and ascendant helping you to understand success and helping you to understand yourself and so join us live or as part of the download or the replay you are very welcome and i would love to see you in class link is in the description below Synchronicity University presents the one and only Cameron Allen. What? Teaching a medical astrology course, a holistic approach as only he can. Uh, truly somebody who's gained so much attention, so much traction in the astrology world. And it really is like part of a higher vision I had for Synchronicity University to have these truly world-class speakers be accessible to more people than ever before. And Cameron Allen truly is is right at the top of that list. There's just nobody like him. He's so wise. He's so knowledgeable. He's so loving. You can feel it when you talk to him and when you learn from him as well. Now, I did interview him a little while back, and I will post that interview below. And you can see it on my channel, so you get to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say knowledgeable, wise, loving, brilliant Cameron Allen. And so his five-part course right now is Choose Your Tuition Rate just for another two weeks. And so I I hope that you will join us as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to join this caliber of teacher. Medical astrology, a holistic approach 
taught by astrologer and herbalist Cameron Allen. Link is in the description below. Synchronicity University presents the March 2022 speaker series. Some of the most brilliant astrologers alive today are going to be joining us. And if you sign up for just two more weeks, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class. Well, we have some incredible teachers I'm so excited to tell you about. Uh, one is Zamboni Funk. I mentioned him earlier. A couple of these teachers I already mentioned earlier. Zamboni Funk is just so brilliant. It's his second time back at Synchronicity. City University, and he's going to be teaching on the Mercury retrogrades of 2022. We are going to have my friend Tara All. Tara All is going to be teaching on her book that she co-wrote called Astrology by Moonlight, and it's looking at the phases of the moon in relation to the planets in your chart, which everybody has, and I think it's going to be absolutely intriguing. We are going to have my friend Kira Sutherland. Now, Kira Sutherland is a world-recognized leader in the astrology of health, and she's going to be talking about the connection between the first house and the sixth house, helping you to understand yourself and your habits and your health uh, in a way that is absolutely brilliant. I think you will love it. Terry Mytofer is going to be teaching mediumship through the signs. Absolutely fascinating. And Lara Van Zadem is going to be teaching on esoteric astrology, helping you to understand some of the basics of this system and school of astrology. So I hope that you will join us. Wonderful topics, absolutely brilliant speakers, as low as just $5 a class with Synchronicity University's very famous Choose Your Tuition Rate on now for just two more weeks to go at synchronicityuniversity.com. Link is in the description below. And I've got a couple of other events to tell you about very quickly. One is my upcoming event next weekend. It is a free event with Kepler College. It is a fundraiser for one of their scholarship funds. Well, as part of this fundraiser, they're doing an Astro Jeopardy uh, event with other brilliant astrologers. And there are raffle tickets and you can win some incredible prizes from renowned astrologers as well. So I hope that you will join me. Again, it's an absolutely free event. Come online, join us. If you're so inspired, buy a raffle ticket and see if you win a wonderful prize or just come and enjoy. <laughs> enjoy me being the host and the MC and trying to be Alex Trebek, fellow Canadian Alex Trebek, the late great Alex Trebek. Uh, being inspired by him, I've got to be sure to watch some videos of him to be in the flow of it. But yes, it is Astro Jeopardy. And I hope that you will join us with some brilliant astrologers and a whole lot of fun. Join this fundraising event with Kepler College. Link is in the description below. And I've got a very special class coming up on March 19th with the International Academy of Astrology. Wow, this is going to be a wonderful one. Uh, this is on Pluto in Aquarius, how this is going to be a massive trend that is going to change so much for us. Um, and I'll be looking at this trend for the collective, but also what it means for you, given your sign. Um, we are going to look at what this means for the future of astrology. So I've got lots of thoughts to share related to Pluto in Aquarius. Uh, it certainly is a topic that is a passion of mine right about now. So I hope that you will join us for that event. And again, link is in the description below. I think they have four classes going on that day or that weekend, and you can get a package or you can just join my class, whichever you prefer. Again, link is in the description below. Now, finally, I did want to let you guys know, sort of a side note, esarastrology.org uh, is going to be giving away scholarships very soon. So they've got a short window 
window of time, sort of the end of February, beginning of March, where they are accepting applications. If your application is accepted, uh, which is just a, a logistical matter, um, winners are actually chosen at random. So there's a really good chance for people winning totally at random. Uh, it isn't about preference or who you know. And it can be used towards education, astrology education, or towards conferences. Again, astrology conferences. This is an astrology org, after all, or other projects as well. And so you can learn more about it by visiting esarastrology.org. And I'll link to that below, just as part of a, a goodwill. And for those of you who maybe are looking for funding to join different events, including perhaps Synchronicity University events or other events at all of, or one of the many wonderful schools that are out there, Again, I'll link to it below. And thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all the love that you send my way, the trust that you send my way. All of it means so much. And thank you for resonating with what it is that I have to share. I do want to be sure to give a shout out to my sponsor, Keen. Now, Keen is a brand new sponsor, and you can go to trykeen.com slash Nadia to get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99. And as I said in the intro, I had a chance to try Keen, and I actually really enjoyed my reading. And so I hope that you do as well. Again, trykeen.com slash Nadia. And thank you to Keen for supporting my work and making my work that much more accessible to more people as well. And thank you again, you out there, for watching and for your trust. And until we connect again, take care, and it'll be a great week. Enjoy.